1: This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Afternoons with Mike. Always a pleasure to have you along with us and also to have a guest in the studio like today, Joe Sharp, Executive Director at Palm Beach Atlantic, one of our sponsors for this program I'm so grateful that you're here. Welcome back, Joe. Thanks,
0: Mike. It's great to be back.
1: You know, the last time you were here, we were discussing before this program began, uh, you were here with us in December of last year, and five days later, mm-hmm. just a really sad phone call that you received.
0: Yeah, it was actually, we talked quite a bit about it on air last time I was here, uh, not knowing that five years, uh, five days later, I would lose my son-in-law to cancer. Uh, yeah. So that was that was tough. I was here in Orlando, and of course he lived uh, down south in, mm-hmm. in Boynton Beach. So my wife and the children, and his, of course our daughter was there with him as well as other family. But uh, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. Happened very quickly. He was mm-hmm. diagnosed in uh, the prior December, so he lasted just a year. one year. Yeah, yeah. one year. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's it's tough to understand those things. We have to trust the sovereignty of God and all of these. Uh, this kind of an issue, but. That doesn't make it easy. That doesn't take the pain away. And even now, what's left behind the void that in their lives and in yours, I know that's tough.
0: Right. It is It is tough. You know, there's, there's times you think, oh, cause he was my tech guy. I'd call him, hey, 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 Danielle, I need this. How do I do this? And he was my tech guy. And so when you think, oh, I'd call him now if he was here. But uh, so it's times like that yeah, as right. well as uh, others. But you know, Mike, the memorial service really spoke volumes of how he lived that last year of his life, because he came to know the Lord during that last year of his life. Oh, wow. And we, we'd been praying for him for 12 years. And uh, so, uh, you know, God works ways uh, that we don't understand. And, and the people that spoke uh, at his memorial and those that attended, he truly impacted them with his faith. Uh, so, uh, you know, you you constantly, even during those darkest times, we see God's God's hand at work. And This is so true, and that's true for anyone listening
1: today. You may be going through one of those dark times, and sometimes it's as simple as a phone call that changes one's yeah, yeah. Uh, whole direction that they're going to go, not only for that
0: day, but maybe for the rest of their lives. That's right, and we we always need to remember that. I mean, we we've been given the gift um, that we have accepted that Christ has offered. God has offered us through Christ. We've accepted that gift. And and so we always have to be aware that we don't know who we're impacting when we have those conversations. We don't have to be on a, on a box, on a corner, uh, talking about, uh, uh, the day of judgment's coming. We just simply have to, to deal with the sphere of influence that God has given us and have those interactions with those individuals. It's so true. And I'm really
1: glad uh, that you're doing as well as you are. And like I said, I understand it. Uh, grief is a, uh, an ongoing process. This has been a difficult year for me personally, losing my mother yeah, and yes. my father-in-law uh, just two months from each other. It's, it's just been one of those odd things. And then at the beginning of the year, not about the same time, actually, uh, my daughter's father-in-law passed away on the 24th of December on Christmas oh, Eve. Oh. Mm. And you think of, mm. wow, what a day for that to happen. Yeah. But that was the phone call yeah. that we got in the middle yeah. of the night. And it, uh, boy, always, that's, that's always stamps,
0: it stamps that memory
1: uh-huh. there every year. Yeah, right? it really is. Mm-hmm. And we can let our memories be points of pain or mm-hmm. points of memorial. And right. that's what I choose for that to be. I'm, I'm yeah. looking and using it as a moment to remember and mm-hmm. to be grateful, mm-hmm. and that's something that I believe that will help us if we yeah, do that. Absolutely. You've been up here for a couple of years now, moving up from. Actually, you still technically have a, your home in, in that area, but you're you're
0: mm-hmm. one of these commuters, man. That... Yeah, yeah, I am. I have I come up on uh, on Monday, and I I started off originally. It's kind of adjusted. It's it, November will be two years, and uh, I I come up on Monday and go back. To Delray on Thursday mm-hmm. evening, I catch a bus and I get into uh, get home around ten o'clock on Thursday night, and then I work on main campus in West Palm Beach on Fridays. And that's really worked for
1: you all this time.
0: Yeah, it has. It's it's been uh, uh, you know it's it's that rhythm of life you, you try to get into. Yeah, right. I had a rhythm up here where I was here Monday through Friday, uh, and now I'm going back down there on Fridays, and it's like okay. I'm getting back into that rhythm, but I think it's important because one of the things, and I've been in education for 34, 35 years, and satellite campuses can often um, be down the list from the main campus activity through policies and procedures. And and there's not intent on, on the main campus. It's just they're a satellite. And so I felt that it was important that I get back down on main campus and represent Orlando in meetings in different departments down there. And it's already paid dividends uh, with that. It's it's a lot easier to walk into an office eyeball to eyeball than it is with a text or an email or a Zoom call saying, I think we need to consider this for Orlando. Mm-hmm. Or remember Orlando, we've got some, some needs down here. So it really has. And, and I think the school has really embraced that. Uh, Palm Beach Atlantic
1: is one of the fine schools. I know our, uh, our good friend, John Crossman's daughter yes. oh, is yes. a, is a student there as yes, a freshman this year down in Paul West Palm.
0: Yes. And, uh, John and I've talked a couple times about that. And he's very excited and her experience was wonderful going into it as far as just looking into the school and the experiences that she had when she visited campus. And it's, it, it swayed her. And uh, I know she was considering some other schools, but, uh, I talked to John the other day, and apparently everything is going well. Her experience has has continued to be very positive.
1: That first month is really big for a student, isn't it?
0: It it is. Uh, When I was running the traditional daytime admissions office, one of the things that we were very aware of is that when these students, no matter how excited they are, there's still that transition of being away from home. It could be three hours, or it could be three states or mm-hmm. across the country there is that potential of homesickness seeking in and it's really quick and easy to say mm, I don't think I want to stay so we have to get the, the kids involved immediately with a lot of different activities and and the student development offices they do a great job with that so that is a huge transition for the students and and she's uh, you know, she's away from home. And it's also a transition. And we we also took this into account and made sure we paid attention to the parents. It's one thing that you know, the students are going to have a lot of activities on campus. It's the mom and dads mm-hmm. that yeah. are home. Oh yeah. And somebody's not bopping down the steps every morning like they used to. Yeah, that's that's a huge transition. <laughs> <laughs> Very <a> painful. Huge, <laughs> yes, it is it <laughs> is. I saw many tears from moms and dads yeah. over that.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I think of the Brad Paisley song that talks about when uh, his son was leaving. Um, if, I think it's called anything, if he's anything like me, and talks about how he dreaded the day when that was going to happen, mm-hmm. when the young man pulled out to mm-hmm. head to college. And you, you know, parents dread that. You know, yes. it's it's something
0: yes. that is going to happen. It's yes. a good thing. It is a good thing. But we have to remember that. <laughs> yeah, it, but it is still very painful. I had a conversation just yesterday with a good friend of mine who dropped his daughter off across the 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 state here on the gulf side and he said joe i didn't anticipate that emotions and he said it was it was very very difficult hmm. to do and he's been in the industry so he had seen many parents dropping their kids off and now it was his turn yeah. it, and this is his first and being in a, in the industry doesn't really help that does no, it no it doesn't no it, doesn't it really doesn't shield you, you might think
1: you know but it's <laughs> yeah, it's right. not like bringing it home I agree completely. Now, you have a hybrid among your students there. It's a kind of a hybrid school. You have some people that would have moved here to, to take part in your Orlando campus, but you also have a lot of commuters.
0: Yeah, the Orlando campus, since we don't offer housing uh, specifically to our students, and obviously Orlando being Orlando, the apartment complexes are numerous. Uh, most of them uh, find are either local and they stay at home, living at home or they find an apartment mm -hmm. right and so uh, this is our first uh, daytime endeavor with our nursing program we started just this semester and that's so we've got daytime students that usually it's always been evening Mm -hmm. graduate adult now they're younger students during the day but they're still they're commuters Well, that's a a really popular
1: thing for a lot of people. It it saved money. I mean, my Mm. kids, when we lived in Gainesville, my kids lived at home when they went to UF. And uh, that, that was very helpful for me and Cindy, Mm -hmm. but also for them because they didn't have to pay the housing. So uh, it's a smart thing to do. If you can live at home, take advantage, get an education like what you're going to give them, and yet uh, commute to school, that's not a bad thing.
0: Not at all. And we have find that more and more students are kind of wanting to do that. I mean, you're never going to get away from the students that want to come out and adventure. And it's very good for students, as we were just talking, to get away. It's part of that that season of growth that they need to be become independent but there's still a very large uh, population of students that say you know what i i want to just stay at home and focus on my education and then you got the moms and dads are saying well, that's great because mm-hmm. it's going to save us anywhere from eight to ten thousand dollars a year yeah, in right. housing
1: mm-hmm. yeah, housing and food right yeah room uh, be- and board. because they're they're uh, a room and board i mm-hmm. mean that's always a big part but I'm really excited for this campus, and your campus itself is
0: just gorgeous. I mean, you're in a beautiful location. you know we are right there in millennia, right two minutes from the mall, and right it, near the highway. and right right off four, we can mm-hmm. see out our window, we see i four. And you know we don't we've had folks from Main campus come up and see us. I want to get more because I think it's, it's, you know, if you want them to be aware of our campus, you got to bring them up to see it. It's a little difficult because they've got their operations down there that they have to take care of. But to a person, when they come up and they see our campus, it's like, wow, this is really nice. I said, it is really nice. Mm-hmm. and it's uh, beautiful. And our students love it. We try to be as accommodating as we can. We're, we don't have those on campus activities, but we have that uh, personal attention that we give them because we're not, you know, we got about a hundred students there. We'll grow certainly with our nursing Mm -hmm. and our grad counseling, but uh, we're able to give them that time that, uh, that we think they, they need.
1: Well, I've been busting to ask this question, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. We've got about uh, six minutes in this break here before we take our first break. uh, This whole news that's come out this week from the administration, and student loans now being uh, forgiven if you're under a certain salary, mm-hmm. and I think it's up to $10,000 or something like that, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I think Is it the, even
0: goes up to twenty if if they were Pell Grant uh-huh. eligible. Wow. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I wonder, first of all, as being a director of a college, what kind of impact do you see that having upon
0: our, our kind of the mentality of our country? Well with everything else that's going on in the country and the economy and, and inflation and the recession that we're in on the surface, you could say, well, that's, yeah, that's really great. You know, they're going to help some folks, uh, save a little money. But when you look at it, the bigger picture, um, one is I don't know how far back they're going to go with these, the, the, the forgiveness of these loans. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to go forward with, future students. Yeah. I haven't heard on any of the details yet with that.
1: If not what's the purpose for doing it now?
0: Right, right. Well, I think we have some speculation of what the purpose might be and it would be political. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It would be political and 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 trying to uh, maybe entice some folks to think kindly of of the elections coming up based on what they're trying to do for them. But when you look at a practical basis, and somebody's been in education for so long, yeah, I can say, well, it'd be really great for our students, and I know education, especially being in private education, it could be expensive, but I don't believe that's the answer. We've already started hearing, it's only been a day, we've already heard individuals asking, now, wait a minute, I did the right thing, I saved money for my children's education, we paid for it, we didn't have to borrow money. Or we paid our loan off. We did the right thing and we paid the loan mm-hmm. off. What about us? And the, it's really, from what I understand right now so far, it's just c- kind of being dismissed. It's Like, well, yeah, you may have done that, but what about the people that need the help? Well, then you have to start looking at the real details. Okay, who is it really impacting? Who, is, who are the loans being forgiven for? Um, the Pell Grant folks, obviously there, there was an economic need at that time. But what are they now? A lot of it will be grad work. So these, these the individuals with graduate degrees. So you have to assume that there's a professional level. And I think the cap was $125,000 is what I heard. Anybody below that would qualify. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, so there's some people making pretty decent money that are going to have that forgiven. Yeah. Um, Over six figures. Yes, absolutely. So I think in, in, in the, the big term of things, and then just in the environment. I mean, where's that money? Who is paying for that? that well, is, well I'm looking question. at one yeah. person that's paying for it right now, and you're looking at somebody looking back at you paying for it, right? <laughs> we're I mean, all that's paying the reality. for it. we're right. all going to be paying yeah. for it. Um, so it, it, it's it's interesting. Education is you know over the years it's been is it worth it? That questions is it worth it? Uh, of course the the uh, the cost of education has continued to go up. Uh, but I just, I just see a spirit of, of politicizing this issue and it. That's, it's never healthy when you start politicizing, regardless of what side you're on. And it's going to be interesting to see if the
1: public pick that up and realize that for that very thing and what kind of pushback
0: mm-hmm. that could cause. Right. And, and, you know, then there's the whole thing and they're, they're saying, is it even legal? Right. I mean, does he have, does he have the, the authority to do this? And, course he's saying I do and others experts are saying you don't and so it's going to play out so we'll see if it even takes an impact yeah I wondered, yeah right? I wonder because right. it could
1: get held up somewhere in some sort of format but right. Um, right. I heard a funny thing though to close this segment out I had a friend that I was talking to and he said you know where does this stop and we're all thinking like yeah what is going to happen in in the future with this kind of thing and he goes yeah my mortgage uh, my mortgage is identified as a student loan <laughs>
0: yes and, and and I and I had just heard that very thing in my office when I came in today so that's already uh, wishful thinking on many people. yes yeah, yeah. yeah mortgages
1: right. are next right and uh, then after that let's talk about car payments right oh, so, boy. boy oh boy here we go there's uh, like a never-ending swell of things that could um, come up as a part of this but right. they do impact educational facilities and you operate my friend one of the finest around i'm talking today to joe sharp executive director at palm beach atlantic orlando a gorgeous campus on millennia boulevard we'll be back with joe coming up for segment two in just a moment ec waters air conditioning and heat serves all your comfort needs with over 40 years experience If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com. Joe Sharp from Palm Beach Atlantic University in Orlando is here with me today. What a gorgeous time I've had that day when I, the first time I, I pulled up to that campus and you know, you don't realize what it is because it's a gorgeous building and Orlando's full of them, right. but you've got this uh, idyllic setting right there. It's close to everything. You're down on Millennia Boulevard. Uh, You've got this lake that uh, people can walk around. You've got great access to I-4. I'm thinking, man, this would be a beautiful place to take classes to improve your life. And that's exactly what people do.
0: Yeah, they do, both uh, undergraduate and graduate. Now, when I first came here, this is pretty typical. We have our own plans, and God kind, kind of takes it from there, right? And it usually doesn't look anything like what I had planned. We had about nine degree programs, graduate and undergraduate. Um, Right now we have three and we took the others. The school decided to take the others and put them online. Now we don't handle any of that online administration that's out of the main campus. So the program still exists, but they went online. So that took away some of our physical bodies that Mm -hmm. came into our facility. But through that, we, introduced our first daytime program as I mentioned earlier which is an upper-level nursing program so it's a bachelor's of science in nursing which is in huge demand I mean every nursing program fills up with waiting lists and and we have a a a tremendous nursing program on our main campus and we have for years so the School of Nursing wanted to bring it up here and I was very happy to, to be able to host that so that was added and then, of course, we still have the graduate program in clinical mental health counseling. And we are introducing this spring a BS in human services. Now, this th- that degree, it, it'll be evening. Mm-hmm. For the most part, adult students in it. But it's going to allow people to get into the, the service industry as far as service industry, meaning helping others, whether it's in a, a elderly home, whether it's in uh, addiction counseling, those types of things the undergraduate degree, and we hope it's going to be a feeder into our graduate uh, clinical mental health counseling. We think it will be. So we'll have three programs this uh, spring. The nursing will grow. We know that. We brought in a cohort of 14, and then uh, the counseling program has been around for a long time. I love it because my vision was here uh, was to offer when I got here to offer programs that are going to impact our community. How do we go out and really impact our community? Well, our clinical mental health counseling, we know the need out there now, even more so than ever. And then introducing an introduction of our nursing program is easily Mm -hmm. community impacting. And then our human services will do the same. So my vision for the, the campus, may not be all the degrees that we had initially because i thought we'd have a lot more students in it but it's it's turning out to where i want it to be which is we're helping the community of orlando through our graduates we're not Mm -hmm. only educating them and then we launch them out into the community where they are impacting it and they're impacting it for christ
1: and these are really associated areas that deal with health care mm-hmm. and health management and even mental health. I mean, yes. that is something in every one of those spheres that I've just mentioned, mm-hmm. there is a
0: need that would be more pronounced today than maybe at any point in our lifetime. I agree. And we could maybe even use that statement than the last five years, even how mm-hmm. significantly it's grown. And so that's that is just a perfect fit, not only for helping the community and, and servicing the community, but it's a perfect fit for who we are as Palm Beach Atlantic University as a Christ first institution it takes those programs. Uh, we have the Christian worldview inside the classroom, and then we, we launch our graduates out into there to impact it. And our nursing uh, school has always had a tremendous reputation for the graduates. Uh, the, our, our, the hospitals, as a matter of fact, we just uh, had a new clinical site that we, uh, we got uh, established here for our nursing program. And that came out of main campus. There's a, a sister hospital down in the West Palm area. They contacted the one up here and said, we love these nursing students. Mm-hmm. You have to have them in your clinical site. So that's it's, it's our, the reputation's already starting to, to impact up here too.
1: What kind of uh, feedback or pushback even do you get because of the fact that you do offer a Christian worldview in your classes? Are there those that would say, you can't do that,
0: you shouldn't be doing that? Well, right now there probably are people saying that, but they're not saying it to us yet. I, I believe that that day will come, but the students come here for that. For the most part, mm-hmm. now not a, students do not have to be a believer. Unlike faculty and staff, you have to have a, a relationship with Jesus. And you have to you have to sign that agreement to that uh, to work at PBA. But the students not, and I like that aspect of it because uh, they come in, they like the environment, they like the culture that it brings. They may not know Jesus, but perhaps they know Jesus when they when they leave. Uh, there's no guarantee of that. But they get exposed to the, to, to the gospel, mm-hmm, yeah. And so the the pushback from students is just not. It's just not there. The community, as time goes on, as we know, Christianity is starting to be looked at as, uh, in some cases, a kind of a radical thing, mm-hmm. right? which is kind of uh, very sad. But
1: the news media is doing all they can do to make that to be yeah, the case, like,
0: yeah. you know. But Scripture tells us that it's going to happen, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. We've known it.
1: Yeah, don't be surprised, don't be surprised when these fiery trials Mm -hmm. come upon Mm us. Uh, They're happening right now. They they sure are. But the good news at the end of the
0: day, God is still God, Mm. Jesus is still Lord. He is, and I was talking to someone the other day, I said, you know, as difficult as things can get, what we hang on to is the hope. It's not that our life is not easy, or it can be very difficult, depending on what we're going through, But we, if there's quiet moments, we have that hope and know how it all ends. Mm -hmm. And my heart goes out to those that only have dread to fall back on because life is getting so tough. They don't have that hope. And so when people ask me, what do we do, you know, with whether it's food shortage or gas prices, I said, you tell people about Jesus. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. You tell people about Jesus you know, we we want to do our due diligence. And if you feel like you want to plant a garden or you want to can a lot of food and you you put them up in your upper bedroom and just in case the day comes where you really need to do that, that's fine. But tell people about Jesus. You know, there was a day in America where I think a lot of people would not be surprised
1: one little bit when they talk to somebody uh, in the depths of education, as are you, uh, who is a director of a university and find out that that person was a person of faith, a mm-hmm. uh, deep faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think there was a day when that was much more commonplace than it is today. And that is a sad reality, but it I cannot tell you how refreshing it is for me to be able to sit here and talk to you, yeah. Joe Sharp, the executive director of PBA and to realize that you are part of a school and not just you, but all of the teachers and staff that are there have expressed faith in Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's in a, in a way, sadly, that can be viewed almost as unique, even in it's the Christian sad, schools, yeah. because it, when you're looking at numbers, right, and numbers drive the institution. We all have to, you know, there has to be revenue there, to, and you can compromise. And we got to be really careful about that, and we can't compromise who we are. And and our, our new administration—I know you had President Swin on your mm-hmm. show. Yes, um, she has t- taken that, and she is very, very serious about that, and is staying very strong, which is was so great for me to hear because when you when you change your administration, you you never know. I mean, they do the search and the, and the interviews and all that. But when it comes down to practice, what's that going to look like? Are the numbers going to outweigh what our mission is? And at this point, the mission is very strong with this administration. Quite frankly, they just brought in the largest class in history into the traditional campus this fall. Now, I think that's God honoring what our administration, our president has brought in and said, no, this is who we are and this is who we're going to continue to be. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's... It is great to be able to say, I love Jesus, and no one looks at you sideways. So
1: apart from the fact that you're offering the greatest news ever told Mm -hmm. uh, through a Christian worldview on that campus, obviously that filter is going to impact teaching of all sorts and will inform even some of the other studies that... Uh, the, the students will be taking part in, but, but what from a standpoint of a student's decision as to where they want to go to school? Mm-hmm. What do you when you talk to people? What do you put forward as maybe being one of PBA's best reasons
0: uh, why you should come to that school, your school? Well, we kind of we ask the questions first. Now, on on our side, uh, on the on, in Orlando, it's it's a little more non traditional in nature with the exception of our, our our new incoming nursing daytime class. But is for the most part, when we look at our traditional students on main campus, we always, we ask questions. Were there that we know if they're out-of-staters, we know why they're there. They're there because there's sunshine, there's beach, and there's palm trees. <laughs> That's what drives them there. We are considered a destination location. Well, So we ask questions, what are you looking for in a school? Are you looking for a small community? Are you looking for a big sports program? Are you looking for faith-based? And so we listen. And then we start saying, okay, here's the location. Enough about that. That's a given. Here's who we are as an institution. And we are always very forward with, we are a Christ-first institution, and what that means is this: that the Christian worldview is going to be in each class, each and every class that you take, right? I, I, I consider Palm Beach Atlantic University a, 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 a genuine Christian school. Meaning, we're not afraid to say we're broken, right? We're not, we're not afraid to say that it's only through, through what God can do for us that would get us through many times, Mm -hmm. right? That's right. That's just reality of life. So we let them know this is who we are. We we benefit at PBA in main campus because of where we are located, okay? But we tell them we have a community of believers, and it's a small community where you're going to feel safe. You're going to feel nurtured. And this is who we are. Then you mix that with some really good academics. Mm -hmm. It's a really good winning combination. Mm -hmm. And and while I've been up in Orlando the last two years, obviously that message that I just described has been getting out at, at a high level because when you're bringing in over 800 new students into the pro into the school where they usually would bring in around 700 they're going to be bringing in around 850 this year mm-hmm. that's tremendous especially in given this economic uh, environment that we're living in and that's just that's just the grace of god especially for you guys when you think about commuting i mean
1: the cost of commuting the cost of gasoline mm-hmm. it has jumped mm-hmm. up dramatically now we know that of recent uh, maybe for the, some of the same reasons that we talked about, the school loans being yeah. forgiven yes. of yes. recent. We've seen, boy, amazingly, those things drop by over a dollar a gallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, you know, I'm I'm not going to complain about that. I'm grateful that right. it is, well, but it's right. still a whole lot more than it was before all this began. Uh, but that impacts a student's budget as well, doesn't it? The, just yeah. the sheer cost of gas. It,
0: it really does. So when, my hope is that when this big class comes in, and it, and it they're basically on campus now, uh, this will be the first week of classes, that they have thought this through very thoroughly and that they'll come here and stay. We, we always lose some to home homesickness, that sort of thing. That's just normal. But they have thought it through thoroughly and saying this works best for me. And I know our school has done, um, a really good job of looking for additional housing that because they, they can of outgrew their housing with this mm-hmm. size class and they're, they're accommodating that. So it, it really does the cost of everything. Not only is it impact like, do they go home for Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. Do they right. drive home for Thanksgiving? Do they fly home for Thanksgiving? It, so it's yet to be seen exactly how the cost is going to impact them fully. But, I think we'll see some of them probably not going home as often as they they mm-hmm. would have in the past coming in. But I think, again, I think mentally the, the last two years have been such a different world, right, with COVID and with with the online courses and the Zooming. And it, it's just, uh, I think people, it was kind of this pinned up demand that I want to get back into real life. And, and I think that's part of what we're seeing
1: I think it is as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned about your new program, the daytime program for mm-hmm. nurses. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of years ago, Joe, there would be talk about uh, the, you know, nurses were in such short supply that hospitals were really just in a bad way looking for people. But the general mood and the general direction that healthcare was going was making it uh, maybe difficult for nurses uh, and, and young doctors to want to continue to go down that field with all of the reasons why that malpractice included among them uh, might uh, make them want to go a different direction. But it seems of recent that
0: there have has been a renewed interest in healthcare. right? Yeah, there really has been. And I think perhaps um, just when you talk about health issues and, and like COVID brought out so much, uh, with a lot of people dying from COVID, getting sick from COVID. Uh, I think it did start, um, I think the healthcare system had to kind of look back and say, okay, what are we doing here? How mm-hmm. are we handling this? They had to pivot. It, they really did. Mm-hmm. And, and then we know, what we know about nurses, uh, nursing majors, is they want to be a nurse. And so if they don't get into their nursing school, they don't. they're not going to pivot to biology, they want to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that when we're looking at the nursing programs just in Orlando, they hit capacity. Almost every one of them hit capacity with a waiting list. And it, the we will benefit from that. It, our, our biggest challenge right now is just letting people know, hey, we're here. We're here. Uh, we offer a nursing program here. And it won't take long. It won't take long that we're going to, we'll grow. We're at 14 this fall. Uh, we could eat. We'll easily double that next fall. And then uh, we'll see where it goes from there. But I have high hopes for it, but there are nurses want to be nurses. They have a heart to help people. And now given what we've been through the last two years, I think the awareness has really grown back to where it is. And you're right. The healthcare system had to pivot and say, well, what, are we, how are we handling this? Yeah. And you know, when, when they were literally letting Nurses go because they wouldn't take the jab, and it came back to bite them. And now there's a huge shortage of, of they want those nurses, and so now the nursing schools are packed again. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's exciting to see that happen. Yes. And uh,
1: we're continuing our discussion now with Joe Sharp. We'll be back in a moment. Got to take a quick break, and then we'll pick this back up with the executive director of Palm Beach Atlantic Orlando, Joe Sharp. We'll be right back.
0: Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic
1: University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study, an evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Back for our final segment with Joe Sharp, Executive Director of Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando, one of our sponsors here for Afternoons with Mike Joe. I'm so grateful for you. Grateful for what you do. Grateful for this school. Yeah, We were talking in the break. uh, I saw a headline, have not listened to today's podcast yet, but uh, Al Mohler was talking about this whole atmosphere in our country right now. Uh, that has been kind of tipped in now into a new discussion point, this student loan forgiveness issue. And who's mm-hmm. going to pay for all of this? And what kind of impact is it going to have? And Al made the headline that it is, it's is—it's creating a realization that we have a need for, uh, for right morals mm-hmm. and right mm-hmm. understanding financially. Uh, it's going to tip us to the brink of potential are, is America going to go bankrupt from all of this? I mean, you think about how many trillions of dollars have been spent on basically uh, pork type of issues, yes. issues that most of us would not relate to and agree with. So these are times, man, where we we appreciate some of our leading institutions like universities, like Palm Beach Atlantic University, for your stand for what is right
0: yeah we we have lost our way as a country and we can we can talk about the quality of the president the former president the current president the reality is the leadership uh, is important but who we really lost uh, our, our our the compass is is god we have taken him out of almost everything um There's some, I don't recall the statistics, but there, it's such a low percentage of people that if they are going to church uh, that even believe in, in the Bible Mm -hmm. and what the Bible says, and these are so-called Christians going to church and say that. And then you got the millennials that it, it, it's, it's a low double digits that, that believe in God even.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's in the low twenties. Yeah. A percentage wise of people now, and you know, you compare that to 15 20 years ago when the Barna research uh, survey came out, and they that was over 50 percent of Americans said they were born again, yes, they believed yes. in Jesus, yes. And even then, that was a suspect number back then, but that is nowhere near being
0: declared today, no, not at all, and that's why it's important that. We, um, as I said earlier, when people say, well, what, what do we think we ought to do with the, with the way the world's going? So you tell people about Jesus because that's the answer mm-hmm. and, and uh, all of this stuff that's going on, the, the forgiveness of loans, and when you get into the materialistic part of what makes us happy. And we've, we've seen that for decades now the, 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 the advertisers then probably if you buy this, you feel better. If you, if you buy this, this happens for you in a, in a positive way well all that's just material and so we've lost our way about what's important and what what about communication and relationships well everything is seems to be working in a way that's dividing us mm-hmm. not unifying us and unifying is that's just words uh, w- w- what's the actions that's being taken if we can't sit across the table and have a, a really spirited conversation, on different sides of of an issue and then walk out and go to lunch together and really enjoy the the company of each other then we're in trouble and guess what we're in trouble we're in trouble because those conversations uh, you know I always like to say you know if you're gonna come into to a room and we're gonna have a, a a discussion that we're on different sides leave your agenda at the door and let's have a conversation um but until until we get back to truly communicating without agendas uh, and honesty, I, I just th- there's also a huge amount I believe of deception out there that people are deceived in. Not only you know, we can say they're deceived by politicians, but I think the politicians are deceived. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe I in, in many cases these politicians doing and crazy things truly believe they're doing the best for the people that they represent. I I believe that and I look at it and I shake my head. I said, that's deception, that's deception. But we have to communicate the respect level, you know, just the old-fashioned morals. Yeah. You're much more giving and generous,
1: I think, than I am. <laughs> I really think you are, because I sometimes feel that some of the things that are being told to us, they know that that's not going to work. They know it's not going to meet the need. I mean, this massive spending bill that was in the name mm. of the uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Yes when it's going to cause inflation to go up. And, you know, I heard this morning on the way in, uh, the new GDP figures that's come out uh, is basically saying, technically, we are, no matter what, uh, some of the administration people, spokespeople are saying, we're in a recession right now. And we could be in a much more serious recession than what is even being admitted to. Right,
0: yeah. And and I'm looking down the road and thinking, what? What actions are being taken to even stop that? And I, yeah. I don't, I, there's nothing, nothing there. In fact, there's, it's going the wrong direction. Yes, it, it really is. I mean, yesterday's, I mean, you know, $300 billion. 300 billion with a 300 B? 300 billion on yeah. top of, I mean, that is not the direction that we need to go. Yeah. I'm wondering if there, uh, you know, I, I know this
1: happened a couple of years ago when, a different president was in there, and there was a, uh, a tap into Social Security funds and all of the reserves mm-hmm. that are set aside. And you got to wonder about, you know, the the veracity of those funds, and you know that affects the seniors who paid in throughout their entire lives into this notion that they're paying into the country and with taxes and Social Security as a, as a retirement. And you know how's that going to work out for us all?
0: I know, and, and I, I I tell people I said you know I don't want to be a pessimist, and I don't uh, I don't want to paint a picture of doom and gloom, but we all have to wake up, and we all have to see the direction that we're going, and then you have to take what's going on, and you have to apply it to scripture. What scripture tell us about all of this stuff? And you know, it's telling us exactly what's going on. And we then have to say, okay, now what does that mean? Well, that means we have a sovereign God that has told us, here's what it's going to be, but here's the answer to it. And that's that's why I keep going back. You got to tell people about Jesus because that's going to be the only answer. Because I think it, as as things start falling apart or continue to fall apart, if they do financially, people will get desperate. Mm-hmm. You know, to parents will do desperate things to feed their children. Okay, So you can see where that would go, and then the pushback from, from uh, everyday Americans back to what they feel is the power that's making these decisions that's hurting them, what's that look like? And, and, and I don't think that's, uh, that's being an alarmist. I think that we just need to wake up and understand where we are, and we understand then how does that apply to Scripture and then what does God call us to do with that? Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. You know, it's never times of prosperity that causes the
1: church to expand, that causes it to grow. Right. It's always during times of, of just severe persecution mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. just great uh, problems in the world. And that's caused people. I mean, you look at the the real revival that's happened underneath the surface in China. Yes where yes. it is against the law to, to meet and to have a Christian
0: service. And yet, has that stopped the gospel? Not at all. No, no you look through scripture and you see, where when did it spread? I mean, when, when uh, Stephen was stoned, the first martyr, what happened? The church spread. Now, the apostles stayed where they were, but the, but the other believers mm-hmm. scattered. And that was the, the plan of God. And so and uh, when Barnabas and 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 uh, Paul got in a big argument over Mark. Well, what happened? Here's these awesome evangelists. They got angry at each other. One went one way, one went the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are God's plans. To, uh, it's, 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 it's adversity that spreads the gospel. And, you know, we're getting ready. To, we are going through adversity. And unfortunately, there are Christians that aren't equipped because our pastors aren't equipping them, have mm. not been equipping them. Yeah. And so... Um, I, I have to, you know, we, as, uh, if we're going to be a pastor and I'm not a pastor, but if we are, God calls us to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that uh, we need to hold those pastors accountable to sharing the gospel and really making people aware of where we are today. We need the word. We need to understand the word. We need to follow the
1: Lord's directives yes. as to how do we are to live in this day and age, yes. and He put it all there. It's amazing, isn't it? How it the is. the Bible, written all of those years ago, yeah. continues to be the living document that it is, yeah. and is just as relevant to us today as it would have been to the New Testament church.
0: It is. It, it really is. It, it is truly amazing. It's, mm. It is the living word of God, mm. and it it is. You can read a, a passage today and say, I've read that a lot, but I mm-hmm. never picked up what I just got out of this one. Yeah, It's
1: alive it is alive joe you're in the beginning of a new school year tell us a little bit about some of the excitement and maybe some of the atmosphere uh, among the teachers among the profs there at palm beach atlantic university orlando as uh, new students are coming in
0: well it's it's, i have to really focus on our our daytime because that's that's where a lot of our focus has been because it's a whole new cultural shift for us because now we got students running the halls in the daytime and it's great And within that, we had to hire some new faculty and nursing faculty. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're very um, on fire for not only their trade within nursing, but for the Lord. And so the excitement is we've been trying to spoil them this, what we call our welcome week. So this is their first week of class. And so we're giving them lunch and we're giving them snacks and we give them donuts in the morning. And uh, so that has been a lot of fun and with balloons and, and the whole bit. And then in the evening side, you know, we do the same thing there. We feed them when they come back and they're so appreciative because, you know, there is that anxiety, even for the existing students Mm -hmm. to come back. There's that anxiety that are getting back into class and for the working adults there, that means that something they haven't been juggling in the summer, they're adding one more ball to their, to Mm -hmm. their, So they're juggling and they, uh, so there's some anxiety. So they need that support and that encouragement. And that's what's so exciting because we can do what we do all day, but it's when you look at them in the eyes and and they know they're excited and you're supporting them and encouraging them. That's what makes it worthwhile. I would think too,
1: another thing that would do that would be, When a student who's gone through the process of all the classes and they graduate, they've got the degree and they're launching into their future, their career that they've worked so hard for, that's got to be a fulfilling thing for you as an educator.
0: It, It really is. There's nothing better than to go to a graduation, which is interesting because we used to have a celebration in Orlando but the last two mays we've had a formal graduation up here in orlando students if they wanted a formal graduation in the past had to go down to west palm we are now offering that up here at first baptist here in west Palm and orlando Mm -hmm. and uh our president comes up provost comes up all the deans come up and so we are actually now bringing that up here so our students can enjoy it and so when our students walk across this stage there's nothing better especially when you know the students and they've been, they've been really grinding it out for a couple of years and uh, you know, you got the air horns and their family <laughs> bringing them. Yeah. and it's this, and it's intimate, you know, we oh, have a couple awesome. hundred people out in the audience and uh, it's, it's wonderful, very fulfilling because it's something that uh, they started and they have finally finished and it's, it's a great thing.
1: Joe, give us the website for Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando. It's just, it's,
0: it's, it's pba.edu slash Orlando.
1: Pba.edu and then a forward slash Orlando. That'll get you there. Find out if you're interested in taking classes and they make them so convenient for people who work. You can go there for the night classes as well. It's just an ideal place to learn and to grow. Joe Sharp, thanks for being with me one more time. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. And friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.